This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nelson. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF much, Cedric has been sump. A.O. torching the blindside blue paper once again. And, you know, you can feel the sound or hear the sound of the hand reaching for the nuclear button whenever the sumpster lets go. It's packed with that humble suburban grunt and poke and power of an atomic blast. That's the sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof go here at the ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to another bludge. It's HG Nelson opening the dig for another seven seven. Can I begin by saying, as I always do, what a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. The rugby league world exploded last Sunday night with the Origin Circus in Perth. What a match. Beautifully refereed again by the game's number one ref, Klein. Six again, Ashley took over the number one spot in Freddie Fittler's rankings of referees for the first time in 100 years after his magnificent blow last Sunday. Everyone knows the Maroons would be at it. I mean, they all knew as soon as they run on, you could tell they'd be at it. Many commentators and pundits would uh, run the six again from the beginning, that is the opening minute, until the 80th, just to stop a maroon from doing it. You know what I'm talking about. You all saw it. You all thought Ashley got it absolutely right in six again. Only disappointment for mine in game two was that Payne Haas did not, did not knock his best mate's block off. His best mate is Pat Corrigan. And he went into the game saying, I'm going to try and knock his block off. Sadly, that didn't happen. I was disappointed by that. But Haas didn't have his best game. You've got to put that on the shelf. You've got to take that into consideration. I mean, I rated him in my ratings exclusively to the blindside community at three. Uh, you can disagree, sure, if you want to, but I had him down at three. So he had a fair bit to go, and I'm hoping he can find the other seven when they go back to, uh, you know, Lang Park and the decider on the 13th. Many Aussie kids tuned in to see an origin moment. In fact, the Haas origin moment in particular. Someone he- well, someone's head rolling around on the ground, it's not something you see every day in a rugby league clash. It's spectacular when you can see it and pity, I mean, I know nine wouldn't show it. Of course they wouldn't show it. I mean, Sneesby wouldn't show it, never mind the bonuses to all the staff. They should be able to get $1,700 if that's what they got, $720 if they show everything in rugby league. But they don't anymore. They don't, I mean, those days are long gone. On the upside, the Ludi's back in rugby league. I think that's the uh, telling image that'll come from, will remain with me forever. Victor Radley in the rooms afterwards, excited, just going off, and uh, drew a lot of interest. And I know a lot of kids were practicing it during the week. Now the whole circus moves to Queensland for the decider, one apiece. And I must point out that you would be mad to bet on Queensland if they're one nil behind. 
going into the second match because show business is show business. We need some reason to tune in for the final one and that reason is if it's one apiece, we get a great game for the decider and a lot of interest. I mean, we're far too professional as a code. We're far too professional as a sporting on the worlding stage, on the world punting stage to allow things to get in the road like all of a sudden the thing's over when we're in Perth and Maroons are up 2-0. I mean, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. They did the best they could. The Maroons, so professional, you know, that six again stuff, that holding down in the tackle, getting Kafusi into the bin. I mean, I switched off at that point. I thought I've, everything's revealed here. Uh, New South Wales were going on. Let's, let's face it, I, I love nothing more than seeing a Maroon side penalised. I mean, as I said just moments ago, I, I'd be happy if the Maroons were penalised for the whole 80 minutes. It wouldn't bother me. Six again for the whole time. I mean, I don't know what the game would look like, but it'd be satisfy my soul. Now, remember, Queensland have learnt nothing so far in this series. They'll be at it from the jump again, uh, so the big A can blow six again from the kickoff with confidence. Now, speaking of Perth, the old gold fruit and nut, remember them? They're the uh, former, well, they are the wallabies. They're the former Qantas wallabies. Now grounded, so the old gold fruit and nuts seem like a pretty good bet. They're, they're in action against the old photo Optus in Perth tonight. It's a three-test series, but Perth is doing something absolutely right as the big week of sport in Perth climaxes. We wait for it tomorrow night, netball final, Fever v Vixens. Now, a lot of people say we don't cover enough netball on this uh, channel, in this particular show. I mean, we're going out on a limb today to do nothing but cover netball final, Fever v Vixens, and the Vixens got there by a point. Uh, I think against the Giants, who were nine goals up, and the the Vixens just came from the clouds to get there by a point. And uh, I've got to say, is the primary, magnificent preliminary final. That's netball, though. It's never over. You'd finish the sentence yourself. SW19, sizzling hot summer of tennis. Uh, tennis. Tennis. What's that? Something new. I think it's a new sport. They play it now to Mongolia. Uh, SW19, sizzling hot summer of tennis. It never fails to produce magic. You know, this year... Ball kids are all the talk. The incredible heat on court is knocking them over, making them drop like flies. And what about that surge of saliva that came in with the Kyrgios serve in the opening round, in the opening round five-setter? It was a magnificent spray, had colour, volume, consistency and texture that rarely seen at Wimbledon in the modern era. With the court a swamp, by the end of many, well, many tennis buffs thought, hello, it's an omen. It's an omen with old Swampy out there winning five sets and then putting away some hapless clown in the second round. They put a K on Nick to go all the way and this year's all England and I was amongst them as well getting in the queue. Mercifully, they shut the shop up. They couldn't take any more bets when I got there. Uh, the Swamp Fox had surged into the third round, as mentioned, with a match that uh, required no saliva. I know a, ki- a lot of kids have come down to see the quarter Swamp again and seeing old Swampy go round, but pff, for some reason he had a dry mouth. Now, cricket, Nuzman Kawaja says the BBL needs to be privatised to prevent it from becoming second rate, uh, you know, a second rate who cares hit and giggle competition. The word he used was mediocre. Mediocre. Australian cricket, mediocre. I find that impossible to be. Look, I just hate that word in the Australian contest. Late in the week, though, Channel 7 said the BBL is not good enough. It's a joke. And uh, they didn't use the word mediocre. Uh, they're prepared to prove their position in court when they take Australian cricket to court, and I'm sure the word mediocre will come up in proceedings. On behalf of Cricket Australia, I've made some informal approaches. I spoke to the Saudi government. They're very interested, very, very interested in the BBL and what's happening. Spoke to the Australian Defence Forces who are making an absolute killing, a big dollar selling our gear to Ukraine's army. 
they're interested. I'm not sure how much money they've got to spend, but they're certainly interested in talking about oil companies like Shell and BP who are loaded and those wonderful people who made the vape products, they're interested. Plus most of our world-class punting for, you know, outfits like Ned's, Bluebet, PointsBet, Lotto, etc. They're all very interested to get involved with the BBL and give the whole show a, a cashectomy is what I've described it as in other media commitments. It's a cashectomy coming from all those sources. None of them uh, said no, actually, as I recall these, these incidents, these phone calls that I had. The, but the Saudis seemed to mean it when they said the big bash, know nothing about it, but where do we sign? How much do you need? It was a very, very positive response. Now, speaking of... Uh, punting and racing and so on. How about this? Harness racing and trainer Steve Turnbull finally racked up his weight for it. Four thousandth winner at Parks last Saturday. Parks last Saturday, the home of the four thousandth. You Cannot Hide was the name of the horse and won on that beautiful circuit. It's a beautiful circuit there. I mean, if you're out in the western, I was going to say western suburbs, a bit beyond the western suburbs, the western plains, pop in and have a look at that uh, beautiful Park circuit. It's just fantastic. Uh, it's a it's a quick drive from the showground in a gig. And uh, oddly enough, Steve's son, Mitch, sat at the dump end of the conveyance and brought home his 400th winner when the Hyde saluted. 4,000th and 400. I was lucky to get a bet on it. Uh, I've never seen those odds. I don't think I'll ever see those odds again that the 4,000th and the 400 would go off on the same event. But that's what happened. And uh, lucky enough, I was on track to see it. It was just fantastic when the Hyde saluted in the event. It was an incredible night of, dare I say it, red hot trot action. Uh, Sean Tabcourt Park, Menangle does host some big nights, but this was way bigger than that. Now, and late mail... I hope you've got your pens poised for this. I'm talking about AFL Grand Final. It returns for the first time in several decades to the MCG at a family viewing time. None of this seven o'clock, I was going to say, oh, I can't use on television, rubbish. It's back to uh, a matinee, 2.30. And uh, we've got the services of the great entertainer himself, Mr. Entertainment, Robbie Williams is coming. And he's doing a great thing. He's leaving his band behind. He's using a pickup band in Australia. Uh, a lot of high school kids are thinking, well, I might be able to have a chance to play bass, trumpet, etc., violin in the uh, ensemble that'll be backing Robbie Williams on that one day in September. The last Saturday in September at the MCG, it'll be great. Robbie's promised to play longer than the game itself. And that's no mean feat. I mean, some of these uh, AFL grand finals by time you put in injuries, etc., can run, you know, several hours. So it's great that Robbie's prepared to match that. Aussie's fired up by the promise of Australia. It's a tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up storage of the week's sporting action. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask a man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. The voice of hope is only heard on bludging on the blindside and it belongs to rampaging Roy Slaven. Remember, blindsiders, he's the man who coined the phrase, you can't make an omelette without cracking eggs. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully shake, save dude! Yes, thank you very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson, and uh, happy rugby league to you and your family. And happy rugby league to all those decent, hard-working, quiet Australians who love their rugby league and want it to maintain its essential purity. Woo. And I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Are you talking about lewd? I want to keep rugby league pure. Uh, and I, do, I don't want to see, I mean, we might take this up later, mm -hmm. I don't want to see cameras in the dressing rooms. I think uh, rugby league dressing rooms are sacrosanct. What happens in there 
is just for the players. Stays in there. It's not for the public. It's not for sneeze being in his not lot. For, it's not for voyeurs. No. You know, it's sickos. not for sickos. Curves. Because sickos are going to get a lot to be sick about <laughs> if cameras are in dressing rooms. <laughs> and that's something I don't want to encourage. I don't. No, no you don't. I don't. And decent, hard-working Australians don't. I don't want to maintain it's purity. Yeah, yeah. Purity. It's the inner sanctum of rugby league. It's the inner sanctum. It's sullied by sneeze beans. That's right. That's right. I mean, we all have stories of what goes on in the dressing room. We don't yeah. tell them. Yeah. Because yeah. it's private. If only Curios would leave it all in private. the dressing room. Private. Private. Yeah. Speaking of Curios, Curios, Curios was in very, very good form. He was fined $10,000 for spitting on someone in the crowd. Um, but what a badge of honour, though, for that person. Um, they wouldn't wash. the weather was so hot. Yeah. Because the spit would have dried out very, very quickly. Yeah. But they really, won't wash. Uh, they might have left at the change of ends just to show some mates, you know, guess what this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick spit. No way. It is. Yeah. 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 Can I touch it? Sure. Um, <clears throat> now, he's dropped out of the doubles, of course, because I think he was a bit scared about what happened. We have a five-setter in the first round against a no-name. Uh, that scared him a bit. And uh, I think he was a bit buggered. And so I had to phone his special K-mate, Kaganakis, to say, uh, sorry, mate, not playing. Mm. Very selfish act, some would say. Uh, but that's Nick. Mm. You know, I, I, I think Nick's at his best when Nick puts Nick first. I think that's what the public want. Mm. I think the public want Nick to have Nick centre stage. Mm. It's okay when he drops out early in the singles. Oh, sure. He can go with uh, Well, well of course. That, that's where the, the showbiz comes in. That's where they talk to pure magic. Showbiz. Um... Now, Wimbledon authorities have, well, they're pleading with fans to not have drug and sex parties in the woodlands near the courts during the tournament. You know, I had no idea this was going on. Mm. We've been to Wimbledon a couple of times, XG, and we We didn't, you know, we've... No one tapped the side of the nose. No, 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 no. We've wandered around those woodlands. It's very pretty, Mm. very lovely aspect. Um... I mean, I assume these parties go on all the time. Well, they're raves. They're raves. I know they're raves. Um, but it's not too big an ask, I think, to have a, a bit of a hiatus. What, for the fortnight? For the fortnight, yeah. Back on the job yeah, next... Back, yeah, sure. Monday week. Monday week. It's, it's very sad if people have got to police this issue. What are you lot up to in there? Come on, out here. Well, I Off your shoot. Don't police have better things to do of in Of course England? they do. Carrie Webb pleads with the shark to not ruin golf. Well, I wonder how that's going to go over with Sharky. That'll, that's going to sting, isn't no, it? It is. It's going to sting <laughs> Sharky. Oh, Saudis would be worried. Carrie Webb said, what? Now, Channel 7 and Cricket Australia. They what fought, is going on? Well, they've had a falling out with Seven wanting to walk away from the contract, the $450 million contract. Can I point out caveat emptor? I know, buyer beware. Yeah. That's a, I, I, look, sure, there's trouble with the with the the, uh, the Big Bash. The Big Bash wasn't as much, well, there wasn't much big about it. It was just a bash. Last season. It was just a bit of a bash, wasn't it? It was just a bit of a confection. You know, none of the test stars were there, even though they were available. They just didn't want to play. 
Uh, Cricket Australia couldn't force them. I mean, Cricket Australia could have asked them, I suppose, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're arguing that, it, that it's not as good as the IPL. Well, it's not. Nor should it be. It, it's not fun. I mean, I think the, the, each each team has a, a limit of about $1.5 million. Is that correct? Whereas with the IPL, I think they have a, a limit of about $25 million. Mm. So it's chalk and cheese. And you can't expect players uh, to stick around for the big bash getting paid sixpence when they could be in the IPL or over in South Africa getting paid a fortune. Sixpence? Yeah, sixpence, I'll spend. An old, yeah. yeah. I just thought I'd... Harken back to the day. Yeah, okay, fair enough. The day don't, when rugby league was pure. Yeah, don't give a government ideas. we didn't ideas. have cameras. We didn't have cameras in the dressing rooms. Not when there was a sixpence around. <laughs> ah, now, is the Tony Gustafsson experiment working? Matildas go down to Spain 7-0. I was embarrassed by that. I hope uh, Gustafsson was. Wouldn't have happened under Doot. No. If Doot was there. yeah. Ah, uh, anyway, uh, but Portugal, naught, naught, so oh, a draw. Wait, wait, I think it might be 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one, was it? I think so. Okay. The listeners will know, but okay. I think it was, it was Let's draw. say it was 1-1. One, one. Draw. draw, anyway, yeah, it was a draw. draw. I don't know how good Portugal is, though. I, I don't know. Well, they're... Are they uh, great? I think they're below us oh. in the world rankings, um, like maybe oh. 37th to 14th or something oh, like that. no. Don't quote me it's on that. It's worse than I thought. Mm. Well... It's up to Gustafsson to. Uh, I know he was experimenting, experimenting with, with experimenting. young players, inexperienced players, you know, playing positions. the goalie up front and That's all that right. sort of stuff just to see if it worked. Just to see if it would work. Yeah, I mean it didn't. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Now Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum turn around England. They bashed up the world champions, New Zealand. They really bashed them up. Their uh, the the McCullum position seems to be to treat Test cricket as if it's the big bash. And it worked. Oh, they scored a phenomenal amount of runs very, very quickly. I mean, they had to score something like, oh, let's say five, 550 in the last day. And they did it with 20, 28 overs to spare. Mm. Something like that. Mm. I mean, I'm using hyperbole and I'm sure people understand. To illustrate that. a point. To illustrate a point. Yeah. Just how much they have turned them yeah. around. I Remember, the... this mob This mob hasn't won at home, this England, they haven't won at home since 1907. No. Again, yeah. exaggeration to yeah. make a point. <laughs> That's all. Now, the donkey circuit gets a real boost with Justin Hodges calling out Gal. This is tremendous news. This is great news. I think Hodges had a bit of a bout this week, which he must have won. Uh, Hannon, Ben Hannon. Oh, okay. You know, quite a respectable opponent. Quite a respectable opponent. I think it went the distance, but I'm not sure how much Justin was holding him up Mm. over the top. But Justin looked uh, a little fitter and a bit more skillful. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, well, he'd be a good match with Gal. I don't know what Gal's response is. I don't know if Gal wants to get back in the... Oh, of course he does. Yeah, just... If we can find the right... Uh, well, it's state of origin. It's blue v maroon. It is. It's got want, everything about it. I know. Um, people want to see Hodges' head punched in and people want to, want to see Gal's head punched, punched in. in. Yeah. Everyone might get their wishes. Mm. Could be perfect. Mm. Uh, if we can just agree on terms. Yeah, I know. You know, it's, it all comes down to money. Um, someone will find the money. I feel sure. The Saudi people will. Has uh, the shark been approached as a promoter? Oh, I think so. Good. Golf with gloves on, yep. I think he's described Is it that as. what he's calling it? Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, Jeff Fennick is asking uh, the shark to not ruin boxing. <laughs> Jeff Fennick <laughs> describes Aussie cruiserweight champion Jai Opataya 
as the toughest, most skilled man he has ever seen in his life. And this fellow is uh, meeting the Latvian world champion, Marius uh, Breedus, tonight yes. on the Gold Coast for the IBF world title. We're flying up. It's incredible. It is incredible. This bloke is amazing. Mm. What a pity we couldn't have had the, the, a bit late to organise it. The the gal bloody Hodges fighters on the, the undercar. undercar. I'm sure Justin would be in for it. Justin would be in for it. A little bit of sad boxing news though this week was the Pelican Circuit, which I had high yes. hopes for it. It seems to have fallen over before it's got going. Oh no! Uh, the Moon's Judge Doom bout is off. Oh, I was looking was... forward to that. Yeah, who I had some it? money on it. Yeah, well, you're not going to get that back. You'll get it back. I hope I'll get it back. Well, they might roll it over on the bout tonight. Right. Aussie sprint star Rowan Browning is determined to break 10 seconds. This is good news, isn't it? We have a sprinter that wants to break 10 seconds. When have we heard that before from an Australian sprinter? Never. Not many Australians have beaten 10 seconds. Yeah. I don't know if anyone has. I, I, I honestly don't. Does Shervo run that in his I don't day? think Shervo did. No. Under 10. No. And you've got to be under 10 these days. Well, the world record's about 9.1 Yeah, that's like right. That. I, mean, yeah. I may be wrong on yeah, making yeah, yeah. that up. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway. It's, a, it's well, an ambition, it, isn't it? It is an ambition. And I'm great. I hope the coach is reinforcing this and saying, well, well that's a great idea. Yeah. You want to break, what, 10? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's go for it. Let's go for it. I'll ring Steve. On your please. mark. Yeah, that's right. Get ready. I've got the stopwatch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Off we go. Let's do it. Uh, now, should AFL players be sent off? Arguably, they should be. I mean, if you take someone's head off, say, in an important game, and they, you know, the team are without that bloke for the rest of the game, it's, it doesn't seem right that the offender is not penalised in any way at the time or the team isn't so similarly disadvantaged. Could well be argued... No, no, I get that. I'm not sure what the argument against that is. No, I don't know either. It just just sounds like this has just been tradition because back when the laws were were being, I suppose, uh, created, it was unimaginable that someone would deliberately try to take someone's head off. There's a different... We're talking about the days when, you know, a sixpence was currency. We are talking about those days. Can I point out that there's great belief in in the... ranks mm. of Australian football yes. about the karma bus of football. Oh, I see. So yeah. what happens is that mm. <clears throat> yeah. people will argue, and I'm not particularly one of them, that maybe things have squared up in one way but then get squared up in another way later, later on. on. Mm. Now, Well, that's that doesn't help if you lose the grand final and win the first round the next following year. It, that often happens. Yeah, but it's uh, still not right. Still not right, <laughs> is it? No. So, hang on. Can't argue that's right. Can, can you can you run us through your position? My re- position? As with the Dion Pressier-Stewart hit. Ah. Uh, well, I thought it was a deliberate taking out of a bloke. And the referee uh, sees this in a split second and says, you're yeah, off. Oh, you're off. Get off. And there's no... Off you go. Don't, don't, don't answer. Don't, no, there's no discussion to be entered into. You're off. Now, now there'd be a lot of applause. About time, Ruff. Yeah, he'd been doing it all day, Ruff. <laughs> Wonderful week for the greatest game of all, of course. We'll trail back for the bunny. I don't know if he's going to be ready for State of Origin, though. Uh, hasn't played in a long time. Still be interesting to watch. Haas, as HG has pointed out, in trouble. Guess what? Shoulders, of course. Um, 
How often can you take a needle in the shoulder? Every uh, day? Yeah, I reckon you can get oh, away with that every day. day. I mean, these are fit people. They are. They're way fitter than you and me. Yeah, I know. And I know. That, you know but pain was a little bit missing, wasn't it? It was bit, missing, was I thought. Very yeah. missing. You know, the shoulders I wanted were to see the head off. Yeah, it was as if the, uh, the needles had made the shoulders worse. Exactly. And that can happen. Yeah. No, you can hit the dirt. Yeah. No doubt about it. Munster in trouble with his shoulder. Uh, we can discuss this gang tackle that caused it a little bit later on, whether it was... You know, on a fence or not. I know the match review committee looked at it, examined it very, very closely, and uh, thought it was fine. But, My uh, question, though, is 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 that mm. correct play now? Yeah, yeah. Can you uh, shoulder charge someone and make it look like you're trying to do a genuine tackle? That's the skill, isn't it? That's the skill. As long as you don't hit the head. As long as you don't hit the head, exactly. They hit him in the shoulder and his shoulder is buggered. Uh, And Wayne Bennett is furious with the NRL and the ARL for suspending test matches for two years. Two years after we had in New Zealand. I thought the the fantastic rounds we saw coming from New Zealand last week were incredible. Wonderful rugby league with great players representing their country and that is the highest honour for any rugby league player and that is to represent your country and they're being denied this for two years and I don't get it, I don't understand why. Make of that what you will. Can rugby league save the Great Barrier Reef? Yes. Can rugby league save the koala? Yes. Can rugby league make carbon capture and storage work? No. No one can. Can Rugby League turn Australia into a renewable energy powerhouse? Yes. Next time you vote, vote one Rugby League and get the planet back in shape. Uh, Roy, you've got a couple of updates there on the 10 second uh, 100 metres. Yes, uh, Rowan Browning at this stage has run 10.01, which is pretty good, getting close. He's only got to get one hundredth of a second off. Well, two hundredths and he's broken the 10. Shervo did 10.03 as his best. But in 2003, Patrick Johnson in Japan ran 9.93. Now, that's right. that's a, a hell pretty, of a run. That's a hell of a run for 2003. That would have been close to a world record. Well, the thing is, is technology, training, mm. mind work, yep. uh, breathing, all those things have improved out of sight since 2003. Yeah, they have. They have. But this Patrick Johnson, man, he could run. That's incredible. Incredible. Now, let's go to last Sunday night, Roy, and I've yes. got a few origin, origin topics to worry about. Yep. Firstly, let's come to the Tupu Holmes obstruction incident. Mm. Now, I don't like using the term, but that was pretty ticky touchwood for mine. The thing that interested me, though, was the bunker seemed to declare that was obstruction. Mm. Now, how often does the bunker do that, not necessarily the obstruction, but interfere with the run of the game? Because mm. I thought Klein was having a blinder up until he that was. point. He was. And then all of a sudden the bunker comes in over the top of him yeah. and all hell breaks loose. Yes. Well, look, I don't want to be too cynical here, HG, but I think the bunker might have had some writing instructions from coming from above saying, mm-hmm. uh, look, it's getting out we want a terrific game tonight. Um, let's just make sure we're going into Brisbane 1-1. Uh, I thought that was pretty clear. Uh, Klein involved as well. Uh, I'm sure Klein would have, uh, you know, why Freddie, the, the man who nearly drowned, was so uh, sanguine is that obviously the meeting with Klein, Klein had reassured him that That uh, they'd be going to Brisbane 1-1. Tickety-boo. Yeah. Now, look, can we come to that obstruction? Is Firstly, it looked to me as though 
as I say, a very soft penalty. Mm. But then, as you point out, you're going to point out, at that yes. point, Queensland were leading. Yes. And in terms of the run of play, doing quite well. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying they were going to win it, but it was a moment It was where they, were, they, were, they were in front. In front, where yeah. crisis uh, yeah. had to be averted. That's right. That's right. So we've got that. Then we've got the Munster hit, which I think we've talked about enough because I did think that it, <sighs> yeah. on vision that I saw from my mm. position in the stand looking at my phone, it mm. did seem as though the head may have been affected by the shoulder charge, but people mm. seem to suggest that mm. it was a shoulder on shoulder. Incident. It was shoulder on shoulder as I saw it, HG. You know, I wasn't too far away from where you were, um, but it was a, a, a classic, wasn't it? You had two blokes hold him up. And the third one come in Late. without him knowing, uh, unsuspecting, and uh, just cracking into his shoulder, hoping to get the head for mine, probably, but missed and got the shoulder. But that did, that was enough because he was then useless for the rest of the game. He was a passenger. Then we come to the Kafusi send off, and this is where I realised yeah. your thesis: mm. it's all over. Mm. Uh, you know, the six again. I mean. Well, there were a lot of six agains that were battling. I know. Now, can I say... When you know, I love the Blues getting a six again, don't you? Yeah, no, Rob, I do. Of course I, I, I do. Just Everybody love loves that. Everybody yeah. loves that. Even Maroons love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Now, can but I But these seemed just... We've got to do something better than this because yeah. this game's going to America. Yeah. You forget it's going to be... Well, up until today, I thought it was going to be Rabbits and mm. Manly locked mm. in. Yeah. But that's not the case no. anymore. But the game going to America, people are going to be baffled. They have a system where they put a flag on the play. Mm meaning there's something here that's got to be looked at. Yeah. Yes, they do. I'm not sure that I want to suggest that for rugby league, but we have to do a lot better than somehow three people in the world knowing what's going on here. Yeah. Look, I, I, I think I think if we're going to educate Americans prior to them seeing the game, that's not going to work. That's not going to happen. It doesn't matter how much you talk about six agains on, on your, your, no, your like late-night TV shows. <laughs> You know, they're just not going to be interested. They're not. They, they don't have a long attention span anyway. And when you explain that, you, you know, normally you have six tackles, but every now and again you can have six again if you do something wrong, they're going to switch off. Lost. They've lost completely. They've, lost completely. they've just got to get a feel for the game. Mm-hmm. Once they've got a feel for the game, then they'll ask questions. Why is he getting six again? Because he did it, it, it. Oh, I get it. I get it. I love <laughs> the six yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> That's now, how it would be. Come to the series of six agains in that rapid bit leading yeah. up to the Kafusi off. Incident, yep. Can I ask? Well, Klein in all fairness, HG, did say to the team, stop, doing, stop doing that. Yeah. Someone's going off. Yeah. Someone's going to go off. Okay. Now, he did make it clear. Klein in all fairness did. I know. I heard him too. Yes. He, Everyone I, I mean, heard him. I stand that end when yeah. it happened. Yes, you were. Now, look, here's the thing. After the first match, mm. The powers that be in the NRL, and uh, here I'm talking about the, you know, refereeing powers that be, published yep. a list of tackle times mm-hmm. and showed that, you know, it wasn't too bad, it was fairly equal. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that list published for the second one. No surprises there because yeah. obviously it was rigged. Yes. But having said that, what did you think about the dishing out the six agains mm-hmm. in that particular passage of play? Yeah. I mean, it was baffling to think that that was held down more than that one, and I know. et cetera. I mean, I know. because when you get it in close like that, the natural thing is to want to slow it up. Of course. Uh, of course, they were desperate to slow it up. Um, Do you uh, think maybe we have to have – you can't have two lots of six agains inside the oh, ten look, and I, you get, have to have a shot at goal? Look, do you recall, HG, um, 
World Championship Wrestling I back do. in the day with Wallaby Bob McMasters. I do, fantastic. You know, Whenever there was Mario someone Malone. doing something untoward, there was a clear count. One, two, three. Let him go, blood. You know what I mean? Now, do, do we need to introduce this to rugby league? So tackle is complete. One, two, release. Well, and if they don't release. They're done. That's it. I reckon it's not a bad idea mm. because Americans would understand. They'd that. understand that. Yeah, yeah, they've got WWE and they yeah. understand wrestling and all those sort of things. Well, then the argument's going to come on how quickly or slowly the count is made. One, two, three, let it up. One, two, three. Come on, Klein. You see what I mean? So we're going to have to think of a, a more... No, I know. Mechanical. Could artificial could, intelligence but, come to our aid? Well, it might. You know. Well, it might. Maybe there's a sort of a light, a beam of laser light that comes off a device held by the referee that uh, pumps out three what a great pulses idea. of light. Yeah. And once the third pulse of light comes out. Stop. Stop. Look, can I just say, I mean, the one thing about it is... And Americans would love that. They would. They, anyway. That laser. I know. What's laser. that about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do agree with Gus Gould here. I really agree with Gus Gould. But I yep. agree with Gus Gould that the match is over as soon as you put somebody in the bin at, mm. at oh, any oh, level. at this level, yes. At this oh, level. Remember, of yes. course, those matches where Souths are playing Canterbury, a couple of Canterbury players do a similar sort of thing. Yep. They're in the bin. All of a sudden, the Rabbits run in four or five tries. Yeah. I mean, it's a lopsided, it's a big penalty to I know. cop for something I know. That... But, but rugby league's a funny old game, I actually. How often have we seen players, you know, team have someone sent off, freeze up the field... And, I know, and, I and their that. attack is better. I, I know. You know it I mean? tends to be against a very weak team. Though. Oh, true. Uh, true. Not, not, I mean, you have to say that the teams at origin level are fairly similarly matched they in inverted commas. They are, yeah. You know? But the Maroons showed <laughs> tremendous heart in that period before Kafusi was sent off. Excellent defence. I know. And, it and exhausted and, them, though. They, uh, it they, did. They, it that did. was it for the game. They, they, and they were lucky to only have one try running against them. I know. Either side of half time. I mean, that's a dead giveaway. Yes. In terms of the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stats. No, they, they were, as they say, gassed, weren't they? <laughs> Is that an American term? I'm not sure. Probably. The country's most fearful of rugby league Norway, China, and Yemen. Rugby League Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And look, can I just say, and this does introduce the topic I think we need to spend some time with, the Tedesco trouser bet. Yeah, How often what a tra- disappointment. Well, hang on a minute. A lot of us had it, uh, none. Did you? Oh, yeah, I had none. Oh, man. No, I had six. Oh. I looked stupid at the end of the game. I did. <laughs> Just while you pick the score. Yeah, I know. Uh, now, we, then we come to the problem of the dressing rooms and um, <clears throat> Sydney Roosters coach Trent Robinson has admitted vision of Victor Radley making a crude hand gesture following the state of origin was unfortunate, his words, not mine, mm-hmm. before turning the heat back onto the TV networks and urging them to be more careful about what they're broadcasting from the dressing sheds. Yeah. Now, uh, NRL CEO Andrew Abdo. Plans to speak with Radley about the footage. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah well, Robinson has been critical in the past 
of Radley in the past, including last year when he was obviously problems with uh, travelling on planes. He suggested, act like a man in public and behave yourself. It's a pretty simple ask. Mm -hmm. But the coach was more mentioned in his reaction to the latest controversy involving Radley. Uh, we discussed it. It's unfortunate. I've... I've also seen the guy do a thousand things right. The dressing room is an interesting thing. There's a red light on the camera, but the red light is always on now. It's the sanctity of our dressing room and the filtering of that at other at the other end should be thought about as well. Yeah. Because, you know, I hesitate to say this because people are listening. People without clothes on mm. tend to wander around in dressing rooms after a match. They do. Now, they don't do this to be... They're not, they're not sickers. sickers. No, they're There's not nothing sickers. sick about it. They just, just want to show the junk on national television. Mm. I mean, inadvertently, sometimes that happens. But yes. so what? Yeah. So what? The thing is, unless you have a siren mm. and a flashing light in there indicating that you're on national television, yes. people are understandably are thinking of other things. They are. They're not thinking about national television zeroing in on the groin area no. or anything like that. They don't know what sickos and pervs are behind the camera. They've got no idea of what Sneesby's agenda is here. Yeah. You know, and so I think we've got to get the cameras out of the television, uh, out of the rooms. Oh, we do. After the games. We do. We do. We do. I mean, I mean, he's a weird figure, Sneesby, isn't he? I mean, he doesn't like, uh, he doesn't like showing... Head-high tackles. He doesn't like showing concussed players. No. Uh, the Yo incident. The Yo incident. From game yeah. one. Uh, Sneesby wouldn't let any of that go to air. But he's quite happy to uh, encourage sickos and weirdos to tune in to see what's happening in the dressing rooms. After a match. After a match. Now, which should be a private time yeah. for players who just want to unwind a little bit, let off a little bit of natural steam, take their gear off, and waddle about nude. I mean, there's nothing more normal than that. Now, I was going to ask, do you think that uh, the rugby league mm. can clean up this sort of image of yes. its, you know, let's face it, there's a rugby league channel of, you know, events after the final hooter. Right. You know, that you can go to and look up all this stuff. I mean, oh, there's sure. hour after hour of it there. Oh, there is, yes. Um, now, yes. I mean, the internet was a great thing, but I don't think the people inventing the internet thought it would be a good use of it to show mm. after-match hijinks. That's right. And let's face it, they're harmless hijinks yeah. between teammates. Yeah. Bonding, you yeah. know. Yes, yes, I know. I, I know. And there are lots of, uh, you know, I'm led to believe that there are lots of sites, HG, on YouTube, you've just got to Google, say, Rugby League Toilet. And all of a sudden, all of a hour sudden, of entertainment. Yeah. Captured <laughs> in beautiful living colour by nine cameras. That's right. <laughs> now, <clears throat> here we go to uh, the problem is that the NRL chief is disappointed. He's going to seek a face to face meeting with uh, Vic. With Sneezeby? No, not with Sneezeby, with Vic uh, to address his behaviour after the, obviously, the incident. Uh, it's the latest series of misdemeanours, include, uh, we've discussed these. Now, Abdo said the behaviour was, it's certainly far from ideal. When something like that happens, it happened in the sheds, but unfortunately was captured. Unfortunately, was captured. It was deliberately captured. Was deliberately captured. Uh, this, did this happen once before? Do you remember when Laurie Daly, when the Canberra Raiders, the Woodges Raiders, this is going back quite a while. 1989, mm. Bob Hawke went into the dressing rooms to congratulate the players. Yeah. And uh, Laurie, Laurie went was, to work. He went to work on because himself he, because he, he made a bet that he would do it yes. in the rooms after uh, you know they That's won the right. flag. And the cameras caught all that. I mean, not only was it offensive to the public, but offensive to the Prime Minister of Australia, who had the common sense to leave. To leave. 
Did the Neanderthal ever pack down against the Homo sapien? The answer is probably. The evidence is in our DNA. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And uh, just picking up on some thoughts of Abdo, mm. the boss of the uh, rugby league. Um, he said it's certainly far from ideal when something like that happens. It happened in the sheds, but unfortunately it was captured broadcast broadly. We're looking at it and we'll be having a conversation with Victor and the NSWRL. No mention of having a, ch- a chat with Channel 9 no. and Sneesby. Mm. Now, there were apparently an incident which I've lost the uh, details of. Tony Staggs was in trouble. Was he? Uh, was in danger of squadroning his talent if he made another off-field transgression. Anyway, mm. Abdo goes on because he was at the launch of the Beanie for Brain Cancer round. Oh, yes. Uh, very good round. Yeah. I always find it useful to try and engage with everyone to understand the specifics of the situation and work together to make sure we keep getting better. Whoa. Oh, man, what does that mean? <laughs> Speak English. Now, then he goes on. <laughs> I think it's always useful, bearing in mind we're all humans, to have an opportunity to listen to both parties and make sure we're all aligned. The one thing we all have in common is we love rugby league. We all love rugby yeah, league. Yeah, well, sure. We're all passionate about the sport and we want to take it forward. People can make mistakes and we learn from them in the move. Now, this yeah. is in the nine newspaper. Right, yeah. Under the control of Sneezebee. No mention of purity, is there? No, mean, no, no nothing about maintaining rugby league purity. No. Or, the, yes, yeah. well. Well, see, w- what gets up my nerves is the elephant in the room here that Sneezeby has given writing instructions to his camera people. Get it. To get something sick. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Get, get something sick. We've got two weeks to fill here yes. between this match and the That's 13th right. of July and we need some ammo. Yeah. And if somebody in the room's doing something great, and yeah. you know what I mean, yes. then get it for God's sake. So you can put on those NRL 360 shows yes. and footy classified or whatever they're called. That's right. You know, get Gould involved. Is this something that happened your day? Is this what the Canterbury Bankstown dogs are going to mm. be doing in the future, etc. Yeah. You know, I wonder anyway. if there was a director in the room as well offering suggestions. In tighter. Yeah. 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 Do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Can you do that again? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the sort of sick world that Sneezeby's bloody encouraging over at 9 h Street. I know. Well, and indeed, and as you point out, these, uh, you know, YouTube channels that have yes. all this stuff Oh, yeah, it's all the sick stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, look, one thing that's... Uh, Someone's asking, why isn't the dressing room vision not on delay? Well, what a good idea. What a good idea that would be. It wouldn't prevent Sneezeby from putting it to air. Oh, though. no, no, no. But maybe you mean delay no. like 1.30 in the morning <laughs> when you can have sicko hour <laughs> rugby league this week. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Something where the late night viewing. Ah, oh, sure. Now, the trouble is this. Adult bl- rugby league. Is that what you're talking about? Adult rugby league? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sneezeby, get your Sneezeby. notebook out now. Send the eye the storm team in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, remember last week you broke the story, I think, that um, the standing coach over at the Tiger Town, mm. Noddy Kamali, is going to make rugby league fun again. Oh, yeah, bring the fun back, yeah. Now, he's got uh, his hands full, obviously. He's got uh, Luke Brooks has retained the number six jersey with interim coach uh, Kimorley planning to use the club legend Benji Marshall to help the playmaker. Good. But can I point out, bringing the fun back to rugby league is a bit of a trick. It's easy to get the lewd in there. You just have to ask lads to behave stupidly in the rooms. In the dressing rooms, yeah. Or she'll she'll, sit around and watch, you know, adult rugby league together for the laughs. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, the difficulties, fun includes, in Noddy's case, mm. joke telling, question mark, sight gags, right. stand up. Is that where the fun comes well, from? I'm unsure. I'm unsure. Well, see, ben, Benji's a pretty fun. He won bloody uh, the Alan Apprentice Sugar of the Show, year. Apprentice yeah. of the Year. I mean, he'd have some great stories from what happened on the set. Because I think that came from the sick network, didn't it? That, that was a, I'm pretty sure that's right. I think that was a Sneesby special. I noticed he's roping in Robbie Farrow uh, and obviously well, Benji Marshall. Well, not for his fun, Farrow. No, he? very doer. Very doer fellow. Uh, he, he says, um, he, he, this is Kim, oh, sorry, this is Noddy, mm. I'm still learning about Luke. You want every young player to reach the heights they can reach mm. and it takes hard work knowing the game and extra effort. Mm. I suppose that's true. That's true. But I'm just wondering if he's talking about the game mm. or the fun. Yeah. See, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure either, but, oh, man, he must have been, he must have been watching a fair few games. He must know what Luke's capable able to of do. and able to do. I know. They, do you weird, think they eh? can win this match, you know, against the Warriors? Because uh, sadly it's in Mount Smart Stadium because I think they, they would have a chance in that. Oh, a very good chance, yeah. yeah. Well, this will be the real test, won't it, for, uh, for, for Brett. And of course, if they get a win, he yes. might do a bit of he might do a tight fifty in the uh, in the press conference afterwards, rather than trying to explain why they won't. I tell you what, if they win, he would uh, take over the microphone on the plane, wouldn't he? He would. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. Let a few. Yeah, let a few. Yeah, go. Yeah, he'd let a few go. And we're not talking about we're not talking about lewd stuff like no, Victor no, Radley. Nothing sick. <laughs> nothing sick. Not from Kamali. No. 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 So if you want your rugby league pure, join us after the news break <laughs> when we'll have another hour of the top shelf on the bludge. The International Panel on Climate Change has released startling evidence that suggests rugby league is the best spot for the environment. The panel believes all nations should establish a rugby league competition. This simple fact is known by all Australians listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side, the home of adult rugby league. And if you want to get involved with the show, 0467920222, or the old school way, royandhg at abc.net.au. And the following have Roy. Uh, yeah, uh, Andrew uh, in Forest Lake says there's only one solution to this rugby league dressing room dilemma, 80 minutes of nude rugby league. Or well, change. don't suggest that to Sneesby. No, no, because he's going to green light that straight away. Of course he will. And he'll pretend it's the league's problem, not yes, his. that's right. He, you know, he's the yeah. one who's opening we, the floodgates for the it. pervs. We just yeah, exactly. filmed it. Nothing to do with us. How about move the dressing sheds out onto the sideline? Yes, that's right. See, yeah. then everybody, you know, people drop it, they get used to it, sure. and all of a sudden you... Perspex mm. dressing room. Yeah, exactly. That'll do. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone's referring to the E.T. incident. This might have happened when he was a kangaroo. Yes. A couple of photos taken that he yeah, didn't Published in a book that he didn't in, yeah. get asked about, I understand. Yeah. Cameras in dressing rooms, rugby league dressing rooms, it's not a good madness. mix. It's madness. Madness. Absolute madness. Look at the problems they had at Flush at first. Sorry, Love, love at first, first Flush. Yeah. You know, they didn't even have a statute on their, on their penalty book. They didn't no. have a statute saying no. people... Getting romantically involved in toilets, it's an <laughs> automatic fine of $5,000. Yeah. So they just find the player anyway. I did. Uh, Chiang Mai Jack's been in touch. She says, happy rugby league. I recently watched an ODI match between Sri Lanka and Australia, played in Sri Lanka. The game itself was a fizzer, 
But one uh, of the on-ground advertising signs caught my attention, a certain incense brand that advertised itself as the scent of hope. (laughs) Naturally, this piqued my interest. What does hope smell like? Yes. I I burrowed down the rabbit hole and was intrigued to find a raft of Sri Lankan hope-related scent products. One in particular captured my attention, Rasasi Hope Him. Included within its product description were the lines, Infatuation embraces your every thought and your eyes dazzle with brilliance at every glance you share. You are powerless to resist. Whoa. Holy dooly. This is a powerful scent. That is fantastic. Could that be a sponsor of Rugby League when we go to Sri Lanka? Well, I'm wondering. Um, uh, Another one was a message of hope and evidently a powerful aphrodisiac. Ah, right. That old one. That old one. That always sells. That always sells. I was immediately on board and ordered a crate. (laughs) Good on him. (laughs) Ah, That being said, the final line of the product descriptor uh, provides rather confoundingly the lost in translation disclaimer. It is the temporary normal inability to distinguish a particular scent after prolonged exposure to it. So is that true? Well, I suppose it's sort of true. They're not or, bad disclaimer. If you though. get one of, if someone gives you one of those perfume candles, say for yeah. Christmas, and you think, yeah. "Oh, beauty, I like that now." You smell it for about 10 minutes, might smell like vanilla, and then you just get used to it and you can't smell it anymore. I suppose the scent of hope might be a bit like that. Right. I'm just imagining. No, 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 no. I don't right. know. I, I smell the smell of the scent of hope. I've got no idea what it smells like. Yeah. It might be very it's, powerful. It and lingers. Be, exactly. The waft lingers. Yes, forever. <laughs> <laughs> now, Anne's been in touch. Uh, Anne says, in relation to your discussion on the AFL incursion into Tasmania, Mm-hmm. and the proposal or requirements of the code to build a new stadium to accommodate the new Tasmanian team, I concur that Volandis should act to offer rectangular stadium for rugby league to secure the eastern seaboard for the code from Townsville to Tasmania. Great idea. As a progressive thinker and an astute spender of government funding, the man of feathers could join forces with soccer and rugby union administrators to cooperatively fund the construction of a rectangular field which can be custom-designed Bespoke, to use Kevin McLeod's terminology, and snuff out the AFL's hopes for expansion. We broke that story we did. a while ago. And where was Volandis? He was in America. He was in America. Hobnobbing with the Queen. Hobnobbing with the Queen, exactly. Yeah. No, Talking you know, doing priorities. the cutlery and the breaking of the bread and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, priorities. No sense of what's going on in Australia. Lost that. Exactly. Uh, can't she, even she's... control the dressing room cameras. No, he can't. Uh, although you don't know what sort of agreement he made with Sneesby. There's no. got to be some... Yes, there would be. There would be. There was, you know, if you can uh, get a... nod and a wink. Yeah. Yeah, if we yeah. can get a camera in there, can yeah. you guarantee the players will, you yeah. know... Perform. Yeah. And can we get a story that runs from this state of origin to the next state Thank of origin? Thank you. The pitch could be rotated for use on Fridays for A-League soccer, Saturdays for a rugby league and Sundays for a rugby union. Soccer has appeal in Tasmania with current soccer Nathaniel Atkinson... Uh, who plays in the Scottish Premier League for Heart of Midlothian. Yes. An ideal pin-up boy for what Tasmania has to offer the A-League. That's true. If they expand to the Apple Isle, uh, as for Rugby Union, they could recruit born-in Burnie Eddie Jones to coach the team with Adam Coleman, Wallaby number 895, currently at London Irish, as their marquee. For Rugby League... The Hobart Tigers 
would be merged with perennial, perennial basket case, the West Tigers, to provide an instant fan base and garner local and mainland support. God, that's fantastically thought through. That's wonderful, Anne. And, and detailed, details. Yes, yes, she's really thought it through. Mm. It could work. Uh, Drew from Newtown, happy rugby league. With rural and regional Australia being the heartland of rugby league, it's disappointing to hear Newcastle cannot feed new talent from the regions. It's no, true. that's true. I assume this was a diminishing regional and rural population. However, the ABS reports that 71,000 people, or 0.9% of the net population, are moving from capital cities to regional Australia. In addition, it's a growing long-term trend, not just COVID. So this doesn't explain the rugby league drain. That's true. More people are moving to rural and regional Australia. That's absolutely true. It's but going remember, through the roof. <laughs> remember, the problem is not having people in rural and regional Australia. It's whether they're interested in rugby league yes. as opposed to punting on rugby league. Oh. That's your big battle here. Yes. Remember the missing 14,000? I know. You know, Abdo See, and... See, what uh, I don't get, you know, what doctors, you can't get doctors apparently in rural and regional Australia no, at the no, moment. No, you can't. You can't find a doctor But with the population money. moving into rural and regional Australia, you'd Do- imagine one or two doctors might be interested in going. No, they don't want to go. What is it with doctors? Hey, Imagine the, the problem that getting a medical staff to yeah. support a rural and regional rugby league site, say in Cessnock or, sure. you know, Parks or so on. I yes. don't know how they get on. No, I don't know either. I don't know. How do the, the Maitland pumpkin pickers, have they got a doctor that comes and attend to the players? No, I think around? they have to rely on paramedics. Oh, man. That would be my guess. Well, I... I, I want to be corrected on that, Yeah, I would too. Happy Rugby League. This has come from Chris. So in regards to the representative round this week, could Sneesby and I of the Storm's Cam Smith perhaps avoid his Queensland responsibilities and dedicate an entire show and weekend to helping out and getting to know the lesser-known Pacific Islanders who travel far and wide to play the, the greatest game of all. Uh, the players that play purely on heart and soul imagine the questions such as their favourite player, team and perhaps even favourite ref. It would be a ratings winner and make Sneesby look a genius. Well, that, that is a story. It People is, isn't in, it? On the Pacifica, yes. the Pacifica players yeah. travel enormous distances do. to play rugby league. They do, they do, and there's rugby league purity there, isn't there? There is, there is, there is. They have a different ethos. They do. Um, they, they do. You know, there's none of that uh, it's, it's, Victor Radley gear. No, 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 no. They, they treat rugby league more or less like a religion. Yes, that's and right. And that's how it should be. <laughs> that's rugby league in its purest. You know, it, 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 it's it's basic tenants are. Quite aligned with many religions, with Hindu, you know, Hindus could play rugby league. Yeah. You Christians certainly can. Yeah. Can um, I just point out that when um, I think this is right, when missionaries went out to the Pacific years ago, they had with, to with adapt. rugby league football. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They yeah. had to adapt. They did whatever they were bringing to local conditions. They did. They did. Uh, <clears throat> happy rugby league to both your families and your neighbours. That's nice. That's terrific start. Mm. One of the reasons Nick Tyrios uh, is against courtside coaching is the potential for disadvantaging lower-ranked players without coaches. Mm, Fair enough. In order to get Nick on board, I suggest the ATP reaches out to idle coaches to step up pro bono. Australian coaches are internationally recognised as the best in the world, 
and our rugby league coaches are the best of the best. Coaches draw inspiration from all sports. I see no problem marrying a rugby league coach with an unseeded tennis player. <laughs> Imagine Madge Maguire and his baseball bat in the coach's box at Flushing Meadow. No, that's a terrific image. Nick says tennis should be entertaining and the sight of, of Madge swinging with spittle flying from the mouth sounds pretty good to me. That's a brilliant idea. That's come I from Tangles. He, I thought he meant, let's say you're knocked out in the first round, yeah. that the coach, your coach, can go and coach somebody who's still in the comp mm. if they don't have a coach. Just another idea. No, that's another idea. But yeah, that, 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 that could work yeah, as well. I know, I understand that. But I love the idea of cross-code pollination. So do I. I'm all for that. Yes. Put, bloody hell, put uh, Nick Kyrgios and Madge together. I know. Just imagine Sky, what you're going to get. I know, sky's the limit. Sky is the yeah, limit. Sure. You know, the baseball bat guy, all of that. (laughs) And imagine the build-up. People love that. The build-up. Yes. Imagine if they, I think we're up to round three for Nick. We are. Madge, with the bat, (laughs) we'll be there, 10.30. (laughs) Uh, Brad in uh, Taragindi. 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 Not sure. Not sure. But I... Like the sound of it. I love the sound of it. (laughs) I wonder how many doctors Taragindi's got. Happy Rugby League to your families and your family's friends. Wow. That's nice, isn't it? Very nice. While watching Papua New Guinea playing in the Pacific Test last weekend, I heard Gus, Gus Gould, say that Rugby League was now a subject in schools in Papua New Guinea. I could well believe that. I could well believe that. Number one sport. We also have to assume that all the punting options related to the greatest game of all will be part of the curriculum. Does this foreshadow a major shift in 21st century geopolitical power? With an entire nation comprehensively schooled in rugby league culture, the same game multis, the future of this specific nation is in little doubt. Can you tell us, how can it be that such a close neighbour can be so far in front of the Australian education curriculum without our knowledge? <laughs> that's a good point. Oh, that's it? a very telling point. That's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, it's But all... remember, rugby league is the national sport. Yes, I know. Sport, I know that the key sport in Papua New Guinea is rugby is league. Is rugby league? I know that. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's a bit hard to know whether it's the national sport here or not. It's yeah. in a con, it's a in, it's in a death struggle with yeah. at least three other codes, as nearly as I can tell. Look, I don't. I I don't think it'd be uh, too too hard. too hard to ask teachers to weave a little more rugby league into their various curricula. History, history. It's Maths. easy. Yeah. You name you know, it. physics. Physics, you name it. You know, yep. uh, you know, design and tech. Well, speaking of which, this has come from Liam in Brisbane. Uh, hello, gentlemen, and happy rugby league to you both and to both of your families and all of your neighbours and their friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to offer some thoughts as to how the man of feathers continue, can continue to grow the game with the younger generations. I'm suggesting complete overhaul of the Australian curriculum. Ha! Huh? Where rugby league and, of course, gambling are the centrepiece of the curriculum. Well, I think that's right. Obviously, some more details need to be nutted out, but my initial thoughts are mathematics, stats and probability. We have members of the gambling industry, such as those we see on TV, in classrooms every day, going through how the same game multis work, line betting, over and unders, etc., etc. English, wouldn't it be great that instead of our children being subjected to Shakespeare, narrative studies and the like... We would actually get them to study post-game coach and player interviews. Whoa, that'd be a wonderful study. 
Would be. Geography. Let's get back to basics. Kids don't know geography, so the study of geography should be based around all those rugby league teams at all levels around this fine country. We could, if you like, even expand into overseas countries to give the global perspective, as long as those countries play rugby league. Yeah. Well, and we know there's millions of them. We know there's millions of them. <clears throat> well, that's an exaggeration, obviously, but a lot of people are playing rugby league yeah, and we well, don't hear about it. That's Denmark, right. Sweden, etc. We know they've got teams. We know that, yeah. Well, they do. Mm. They do. And there are rugby league secret societies all throughout Russia. Yeah. Playing in underground playing car parks. underground car parks, In the yeah. dead of night. That's right. With the luminous With ball. fear of being jailed. <laughs> like they, I said, there's more work to be done. Because they play rugby league. But perhaps uh, uh, Abdo uh, could set up a parliamentary inquiry to get the ball get the ball rolling. I think he probably means uh, uh, Prime Minister Albanese. Right. Well, I was just wondering, you know, the Minister of Sport, I'm not, I've got to be honest here. All I've right, got to put my hand up. You. you know, I saw the Australian golf community... Congratulate the Minister of Sport, and then that's the end. That's where it ended for yeah, me. Yeah. But I think a lobby group, maybe a. Would you suggest a car protest? Go to Canberra mm, with a simple yeah. message: put rugby league first. Well, I think if we reached out, say, to the um, Independent Teachers Association uh, and uh, the New South Wales Teachers Federation for a state, who are on strike at the moment or taking strike action, yeah, strike, strike. Mm. if we could ask them uh, amongst their demands. Uh, to just hold up a few placards, more rugby league, please. Or what about rugby what league? What about rugby league? Yeah. yeah, what about rugby league in schools yeah. as part of the curriculum? And maybe at one of their demos they could get Gus Gould along to speak. Yes, yes. Because he's very eloquent. Or there, or there would be a couple of former players who are perhaps are now teaching. I don't know. But if they were... Former players are, rugby, are, are teachers. In schools. Well, well, it wasn't, uh, wasn't... Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the coach of Manly, Des Hasler. Des Hasler was a, was a teacher. Chalky. Uh Johnny Gibbs. Is he was a, a teacher? teacher. Well, they, Johnny Gibbs would go along. I know he would. To speak at these demonstrations and say we need more rugby league as part of our formal curriculum. Yeah. And remember, we're not talking about the lewd rugby league that nine No, we're it. not talking sick stuff. We're talking purity. Yes, footy heads, rugby league has never sounded better than in Brass Blasts, a collection of massive thumps and big hits from the Tyrone Peachy Big Band. It's another winner from Monster Music. These funky flavours heard only on Bludging on the Blind Side. Just before we go on, uh, I did notice that the Big Apple Barrelaro oh, has yes. cashed in his chips and isn't going to New York. And also, yeah, why I, not? I know. It's a great job. I know. And he knew rugby league. New rugby league. We're I not mean... going to find anybody as good as him. No. Now, having said that, I noticed that Matthew Lodge, who started off. Does he put his hand up for the job? Well, hang on a minute. I'm putting his hand up for the job. Okay. He started off this year as a Bronco. He did. He then went to the Warriors. Did. And now, as I understand it, he's playing for. Easts. Easts mm. for the, you know, obviously uh, the pie. Yeah. Salary that uh, Sam Burgess is getting. Mm. I'm wondering if he could be the sort of person who, with the a bit of initiative, mm. uh, as in you know, help with the presentation and maybe tone down the more extreme. <laughs> yes, ideas about promoting rugby league. He's mm. the sort of person we should think about sending because he would make more money at this, appearing on John Oliver and all those sort of shows, explaining about the purity of the game. Mm. Explaining about the six the, again, six again. <laughs> you know, no helmets and the no. trade opportunities that rugby league offers. Perfect. 
the I mean, trade that, opportunity. That's what you've got to sell. Yeah, the trade opportunity. The trade opportunity. And we're talking about Pacific Rim, Pacifica. Yeah. You know, you're talking about a footprint that includes things like the Cook Islands, Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, and mm. on and on it goes. That's it. And that's only the beginning. That's right. That, that That's absolutely right. Now, um, have you got – what else you got there? Well, I saw census. The census did not have rugby league as a religion option. Is that what is artificially lowering the religiosity numbers in Australia? Sam asks. Well, it's possible, isn't it? Um, the Church of Rugby noticed, League. Yeah, well, you would have noticed in the census HG that less than 50% of people considered themselves religious in Australia anymore. But now, there's no sub-question. There's no sub-question to say, do you love rugby league? Or, the or do you worship? Do you worship in the Church of Rugby League? That's better. That's the better question. See, for yes. years... <laughs> <laughs> now, for instance, Lotto Land used to have a great ecumenical service on a, every Sunday morning Did. at six thirty. That's right. You didn't have there; everybody could come. That's right. A terrific thing, and sometimes they had great speakers. I think Victor Radley spoke there one day. Yes, I think he did. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Not to mention Gus Gould, who wore the appropriate gear. Now, mm. this is a bit of a shock. This one. I mean, we've had some shocks today, but the New South Wales Police will recruit up to four State of Origin stars and former NRL champion Sonny Bill Williams to target the ugly postcode wars in Sydney's west. Oh, hello. Right. Now, oh, this man. I'm just rocked by this. Yeah. The police, you know, obviously there's a lot of... Well, there well, seems to be a... A bit of friction. Friction between certain families. That'll do. Mm. Now, what happens here is, is the police have got their hands full, obviously. Of course they do. You know, busting people who are parked in the wrong spots and, mm. you know, you know, people putting the cars in bus zones and leaving them there and stuff like that. Sure. Especially at this time with a lot of strikes going on, especially transport strikes. People do get short-tempered. They do. The police need to be on the job. They haven't got time to sort out family disputes in the western suburbs of Sydney. Mm. Now, the Murdoch Press can reveal the New South Wales Police Force's Youth Command mm. had already drafted Blues and Parramatta prop Junior Paolo yes. into the campaign. have started discussions with Penrith players Brian To'o, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary. Good. Williams will also sign up as a senior sergeant. Mm -hmm. And the campaign is still being formulated with additional details to be announced later on. Mm -hmm. Now, it's hoped the respect and influence that Paolo Cleary, Toto Luai and Detective Williams uh, have in Sydney's West can ease the increasing violence between the street gangs. Mm -hmm. They're obviously state of origin, sellout in Perth. We want to highlight this and make it a topic we can address and speak about. Those guys are massive role models within the Mount Druid area and with the presence that Sonny Bills, that's Detective Sergeant Sonny Bill, brings the role model that he is, they are people others are willing to follow. You want there to be a role model, you want uh, to encourage youth coming through and give them a sense of direction in life and steer them down the right path. We're fortunate enough to have a vehicle to drive the message, I, I think that's a old uh, Monaro that they'd be driving around with, a, obviously tricked out as police car and yeah. flashing lights and sirens and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I think there'll be a lot of fun once the Penrith boys get mm. their hands on that. Sure. Uh, necessary message them when it's um, in our uh, areas so close to home. Rugby league is such a co culturally diverse game, so there are plenty of role models who are able to speak the facts to the youth. Not sure what they are, but be that as it may. This postcode ward is something that's been going on for years, but we're now starting to shine a light on it. It has been swept under the rug and nothing's been done. Roy, can this work? Yes, I think it can. I think it can, actually. I'd, I'd trick it up a little bit. Uh, uniforms? You, oh, definitely uniforms uh, to see... Uh, Would you give them a roving commission to bust people, say, for dope? 
you know, cattle duffing. All I'd ask of them is to, in uniform and carrying a truncheon, Walk the streets? Just walk the streets. That's all. Uh, no helmets, no shoulder pads? No, 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 no. And if they see anything untoward, get involved. Yeah. You know, and feel feel free to engage with people. You know, what, what are you up to there? What are you doing? Mm. Where are you going? Mm. Where are you going? But are we talking about, let's say... And if you're not sorry. satisfied with the answer, then... Bash them with the truncheon. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> My, I mean, well... <laughs> You're armed. You're 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 I mean, you're police. You're yeah. <laughs> now, look, can I ask, are we thinking... Well, let's just see, suck it and see. Yeah. At least give it a go. Give it, give a, it go. a go. Yeah. If people in Mount Druid have the knowledge that every street is going to have a rugby league player <laughs> in uniform with a truncheon... <laughs> they're going to think again about twice. running a muck. Thank you. <laughs> now, can I ask... What are we doing here? Are we encouraging everybody to play rugby league? And if so, we're selling them a bit of a pup. Not everybody can be Toto. No. It, in fact, Toto's quite a unique player he in is. the world of rugby league. He is. Um, it, just the shape and everything, yeah. the speed at which he moves and yes, stuff like that. It's yes. just very difficult to find other people who can do that so quickly. Mm. So w- the role model is a crock of... You know, yeah, I know, I know, but if, they're there, if they're, but if they're there to keep the peace, they're not no, right. I know, I know, I know. Okay. That's a separate issue. Let, let's read. Totally separate issue. Yeah. Let's get the streets safe before before we worry about we worry about standards. Songs of War from the Stars of Rugby League is out now on Monster Music. Great tunes that buoyed the hearts of a nation through two world wars, sung by the rugby league stars of today. Top tracks heard every week on Bludging on the Blind Side. You know, look, I'm all for role models, as you know, Mm. and can I just ask about a pathway that we're producing here? So somebody bumps in, somebody's, let's say, nicked a car, just to take this as an argument. Sure. Junior Paolo sees Freddie. What, he sees the car being stolen? He's he, there at the time. Yeah, he knows Freddie doesn't own that car. Right. He's, well, he's by, walking by down the street. By the way, he's entering it, you know, the smashing of the window or what happened. So there'd be some. Yeah, some sort of jigging with the, oh, with yes. the uh, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coat hanger mm. <laughs> or the plastic strip, you know, all That's that sort it. of stuff. I mean, sure. people know how to do these things. They can look it up do. on the internet. Yeah. You know, you can get you taught it at schools. That's right. Now. What I'm interested in is the role of Junior Paolo to suggest to this person they'd have a lot more fun playing rugby league and show them a few clips, you know, the late night rugby league show that we're talking about, (laughs) our lot rugby league, or, you know, clips of great games and say, how would you like to get involved in this? You're big, you're fit, I I can barely catch you, having chased him down the street with the... Yeah. With the truncheon bashing at fresh air until he got one on the bloke's bond. Yeah. Bonds. Now, or are we saying, look, you look to me as though you're looking for a... A new car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why can't you get a new car? Why haven't yeah. got any cash? Yeah. Okay. Now, a pathway to getting new cash would be to join Crime Busters, the rugby league pathway to police success. 
So all, so all of a sudden, postcode success. Yeah. So all of a sudden, mm. in the let's call it the two two four nine area, I, yeah. I've got no idea no. about these postcodes numbers. Mm. And it's wrong, by the way, to just focus on Mount Druitt. I, of I don't want to. You know, no. it's like Logan City or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's there's trouble spots all over the place. Of course. <clears throat> now, of course, are we suggesting that Junior Paolo has a, a, a you know maybe a guidebook to becoming rugby league police with him? that he sets an exam for this yeah. youngster or some sort no, of idea? Look, no, I, 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 I think you rely... Overcomplicating uh, it? No, you, you are. I think you rely on rugby league instinct. Uh-huh. Now, Junior Paolo, okay, sees this bloke trying to break into a car, gets out the truncheon, oh, well, it's in his hand anyway, donk, right on the bloke's bonds, that's it, he's out. When he comes around, might be an hour, 20 minutes later, who knows, you know, he'll, he'll, be, a, he'll be a little can... bit wobbly and he'll yeah. fail HIA. But <laughs> yeah, you can still, right. You can still talk sense to him. He's going to say, right, what do you want? New car. All right. Here's some tips. Ah. Here's some tips. Here's 20 bucks. Hey. Go into the VIP lounge. Yeah. Don't smoke. Don't smoke and you'll have your new car within an hour. Yeah. Is, is that the, is that well, the message? Well, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Well, remember in the old days, mm. rugby league players used to, because the police were involved, used mm. to nick the uniforms, pretend they were police and go around and bust people. Of course, people. yes. I mean, that was a common thing yeah, to do, yeah, yeah. nick things was, and stuff like that. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. here we've got the reverse of this. Yeah. We're trying to use police to control... You know, let's face it, <clears> rugby <throat> league players are trained to play rugby league. They're not controlled to be crowd... No, they're you not know, doing crowd not. control. No, Thanks. they're not lo- lo- looking for crowd control. They're just looking for someone not doing the right thing yeah. on their beat. Yes, on their beat. They're given right. a beat. Yeah. Now, can I ask you, these are fit players who need to go to training. Yes. I'm not sure how many hours a week uh, to- uh, we'd have to put in to keep up the Toto that we know playing yeah. every weekend. Mm. So. You know, it might take him the best part of six hours a day to keep up that. By the time he goes to video sessions and team meetings and does his, uh, you know, reading kids' books in schools, or if that's still done, you know, and signing fan stuff and all this sort of stuff. Yes. So he's going to work. He's going to give. You're you're worried that he won't have much time for beat work. Exactly, and his beat work going to have to take precedence over playing rugby league, which I wouldn't like to see. Oh no, I don't want to see that. No, no, no. no. It's got. I to mean, be- it's okay for Williams; he can do all that sort of stuff because he yeah. doesn't play rugby league. Mm. Well, how are they suggesting with their plan? Is there anything suggested there by how much time this is going to take well, up for the players? Uh, I mean, are they going to dedicate one day a week, one night a week? Well, are they me... walking the beat for two hours or, or, or ten? Well, it's 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 understood uh, the players are expected to visit local schools. Oh, visit local schools? Why? Because <laughs> they'll <laughs> see the crims in the area. Well, I they're don't in the schools. schools. Oh, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. No, I think. You know, you've got more chance of finding people out and about, not in schools. Exactly. Because um, Paolo, they'd laugh at him if he arrived in the police uniform with the truncheon. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't uh, they? Uh, yeah, they would. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here. That's right. <laughs> hey, copper. <laughs> now, Paolo immediately agreed to help and doesn't want to be paid. Isn't that great? Good. He must be on a big quid at uh, Parramatta. Well, you to- from be. Westmead and yeah. St Mary's Luai, a proud Westies, as is Paolo, who was a junior at Ashcroft at uh, Cabramatta. Junior has grown into a real role model. That islander community in particular gravitates to him, so if there's anyone who's able to help turn some of these kids away from a path, it's Junior, says Paolo's manager, manager who's Sam Ayub. Mm, right. 
Now, okay. it's a credit to him to, that we've been approached by the New South Wales police to play a part mm. with them in, in what they are trying to do in Sydney's West. Junior has so much respect. He's held in such high esteem. I'm very proud of the man he has become, to be honest. Well, aren't we all? Yes. Especially Parramatta supporters. Sure. Now, Paolo has extricated himself from socialising with the bikies. Right. So I'm not sure how that works. No. You know, does rugby league help you get away from bikies? Didn't Kerry Hemsley ride a bike? He did. He did. Now, Jai Arrow, I think, rides a bike. Does he? He does. He I does. think Freddie rides a bike. What, what well, are the hogs for the homeless? homeless. Remember, Is that still going? I don't think so. Mopey, I don't know. Remember how I thought it was every homeless person would get a Mahali Davidson? I thought it was a great giveaway. <laughs> In May 2016, his picture... Well, what about the hogs for the homeless cruise in the area. That's a great idea. So you've got the hogs for the homeless cruising the area on their bikes and you've got the street walkers with their truncheon. Oh, now I see a tight fit here. So, coming. yes. Yeah. And so tonight we'll hit the southwest corner. That's right. We'll be there, gather at the, uh, yep. let's say, the, the and you get Illinois Cam- Hotel at Cam's, 6 o'clock. Cam's Eye of the Storm out team. Out there doing out a story. Out there doing a live Doing, no, doing a, a show, you know, like you've got those police shows like breathalyzer oh. shows and all of that. What would we call that? Eye of the Storm live, live. In, in Cabramatta. Yeah. So <clears throat> apparently... Law uh, and order with a truncheon. <laughs> with a rugby league with a, truncheon. With a rugby league truncheon, yes. Now, uh, well, apparently he used to hang around with Corey Norman and James Seguiaro and uh, the NRL CEO Todd Greenberg said it was a bad look for the game. He'd know a bad look for the game. He was still young back then and he thought we were bulletproof. He got married and had a family and settled down and got interested in police work. He went to Canberra and that was a good thing, getting away from his environment and the, and then began <clears throat> doing his tickets for the Become Police. Raider CEO Don Furness said Junior had been in a bit of trouble back then and he was fantastic in Canberra where he started doing his police work, police rounds every night, never failed. We didn't want to see him go. He fitted in really well. We'd have him back in a heartbeat, especially if he's in uniform. Now, well, see, that's a good story. <laughs> do you think Junior should go on Eye of the Storm and tell them, tell people what they're doing, and more importantly, the pathways out of this this den of iniquity, this vicious crime circle that people are getting? You know, the bashing of the cars, yes. the you know, the nicking things, yes. the smoking, vaping, you know, yes. nicking a thousand cigarettes and selling them for two bob on the corner, and all mm. that sort of stuff. Yes, well. There's a hunger for for meaning, isn't there? There's a a hunger for order. Now you're getting to it. Now we a hunger it. for meaning, a and rugby league gives provide, meaning. Yeah, yeah, yes. Rugby league quenches my appetite for meaning. There's a new noise in rugby league cheese this season. Try the creamy Tamalolo Brie or the fruity Cronk Gorgonzola from the master Melbourne cheesemaker, Jesse Bromwich. Details at your nearest league cheddar outlet on bludging on the blind side. Now, the Hogs are still in action. Yep. Apparently this year they've raised $760,000. That's very That's impressive. Fantastic. Very impressive. Three quarters of a million dollars for the Hogs. Yep. Now... Roy, mm. uh, we come back to this problem Sam Burgess has got. Oh, yes. And Sam Burgess is uh, hoping to carve out a elite, described here in the Murdoch Press, post-playing career, uh, but his apprenticeship is, is worth 
a pie. Oh, yeah. He coaches the Arara Axemen who are doing incredibly well. Mm. I think they've only lost one match in their eight matches so far this year. That's fantastic. And mm. he gets a pie. Mm-hmm. He gets a Galo's pie, flavour his choice, mm-hmm. and one soft drink flavour of choice good. at the completion of each home game regardless of the result. That's his That's payment. great. So that's good. So the club knows, yep. let's say a pie costs, I can't do the pies because I don't buy them, but let's say yep. $4 for a pie let's say, and yep. let's say one fifty for a can of soft drink. That might be wild. Mm. might be a small can of soft drink. That's miles. You know, let's say 10 bucks. 10 bucks. I think in, in 10 the- 10 bucks at a service station will get you- A pie. A pie, one of those pies in the- Garlo's pie, in the pie in, warmer. In the pie warmer, yeah. Turned on by well, a regular- Garlo's pie tibble. might be more expensive, but the ones you get at the service station- you could oh, four and twenties. Yeah. If that's right, if yeah, that's yeah, the brand. Yeah, yeah, or Mrs. Mac or whatever. Oh, you're yeah, Mrs. Mac. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, they're incredible. <laughs> now, is it also includes a ground entry pass, a club polo shirt, a 2022 training kit, and two adult tickets to mand- mandatory club functions. I'm not sure what a mandatory club function is. Maybe Why you've got to attend. Yeah, you're, no, you're I get best, that. Best and fairest. Yeah, best and fairest. Mm. Now, Burgess <laughs> continues to mull over. I mean, that's a great. That's a great package. Terrific. I mean, anybody beginning training, sorry, as coaching as a career, would be thrilled to bits to get that sort of package. Yeah. And to be doing it at Rara Axman, I mean, a big downtown club like that Mm -hmm. in that particular part. I mean, that's the Russell Crowe area. Yep. So Russell probably turns up to games. Mm -hmm. Now, Burgess continues to mull over whether to join Wayne Bennett as an assistant at the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins, yeah. From next season or rejoin (laughs) Souths to further enhance his uh, coaching career. Now, right. he says about the Galo's pie and soft drink, I'm serious, I'm not getting paid to be here It's I'm, I, because I love it. I love the game. We're making a difference. That's the main thing and it's so pure here. There's none of that guff in the rooms and none of that stuff that I got into trouble with myself down yeah. in Sydney. I'm right out of that. Good. To be fair, I go to the canteen after every home game and get a Galo's pie. They're our major sponsor. So he does great work there. So he's mentioned Galo's pie several times. Several times here, we don't have any interest in Galo's pie. We just say that Never because that's one. the facts. Mm. Never had one. And we're doing really well on the field. Yeah. There are some big efforts from our players. Not sure what that means. We're hanging in there and with a bit of spirit, it's a place which is good. I love the coaching side. I'm really enjoying it. When you see people improve, see people change, and when you start to see someone believe in themselves, it's great. And I give them a pie. Now, where, well, do, you think his, where do you think his future lies? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? If do we know if Wayne's reached out well, to Sam to give him the option? Because it sounds like Sam'd be pretty keen if he'd be useful to the Dolphins. He's not going to cost much. <laughs> that's all. Well, Wayne, you know, Wayne Cunning has. He's yeah. going to say he's going to offer two pies or a pie and a lamington. Yes, something to go something with like a soft drink, pie or, and a sausage roll, or how about with a cup tomato of tea. sauce? Yeah, how about a cup of tea? Yeah. And I'm happy to turn the urn on myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how tooled up the dolphins. No, I don't think you've got is. an urn yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wayne comes to the ground and get this. Um, Spinks, who's the president of the club, mm. uh, Peter Spinks. He's the so, you know he's the Axman president. He says that uh, I told. Um, uh, you know, he's tried to pin him to just the home games. Yeah. Sam Cheap's trying to up it for two pies, as you suggested. I told Sam he, Sam he was starting at the bottom, not at the top. You have to start somewhere and you can work your way up, but he takes his role seriously. Yeah. He's a true club coach. He's across everything. He gets down to the ground and helps put up the sponsor signs. Yeah. 
Isn't that fantastic? He even got Wayne Bennett when Wayne came here the other day to put up the signs. Sam is always super amenable to all our supporters. Uh, want to have a photo, autograph. It's never too much for him. He goes to junior games, junior training sessions, and he's at all the fundraisers where he puts on the urn. I mean, this sounds like That's a, a one-man yeah. solution mm. to rugby league crisis in the bush, yes. in the country. Yes, Well, that's a model, isn't it? If and Sam could be the model, we could kickstart rugby league around Australia. Around Australia. Now, just I, send former players to set up shop. And Eye of the Storm. Why is and it get the, the Eye of the Storm crew because, out there uh, to say now to Sam, cover their story, yes. yes. And show a bit of the Axeman in action, show maybe a bit last year with a... Yes. Hopeless. The, the Player and, of the Year. Yeah, ah, well, Go to the Player yes. of the Year Awards. Yes, yes. Uh, broadcast that live. Broadcast that live. <laughs> Why not? Well, you know, on Nine Gem or one of those other. Oh yeah, they've yeah, got the half a dozen yeah. bloody channels. They've got yeah. that Nine Six that you know just no, ro- rotate just... the same four bloody shows. <laughs> and adult rugby league is on rotation, <laughs> high rotation. Now, and Dar- uh, Darren is suggesting Victor Radley's gesture could be the Roosters' supporters' form of Viking clap prior to the kickoff. Wow, taking it out of the rooms and into yeah. the stadiums, yeah. into the into the stands. Sure. Oh, I'm not opposed to that. Oh, I'm not opposed Especially. to that. That would give Sneezeby something to think about with the camera work, wouldn't it? <laughs> Coming back to Sam, though. Yes. Uh, you know, look, I I think he can't maintain this, you know, pie and, and uh, soft Sounds drink. like he's working his... Yeah, he does, for nothing. For nothing. And he's not getting any exposure. No. People aren't talking Sam Burgess, what a great... That move, that scissor move that he got from Puig Albert and the Tour of 56. You know, anything like that. They're not mm. saying that. No. He's just like seeing people improve. Well, they can do that without him. Mm. I mean, imagine if they dump him as coach, the Axman. <laughs> is there any talk? <laughs> is, is there any talk of that? There's a lot of chat. <laughs> He's holding the team back. You know, with that one loss. I mean, we could have won everything. We could have a clean sheet, won every match. Look, right. he's under threat. There's no doubt about it in my mind. He's under threat. Right. And I'd say, Arara, think again. See, he's, So who are they looking at now? Brett Kamali. <laughs> well, Matt. Imagine the bat. Imagine the bat. Well, I tell you what, Madge wouldn't look out of, out of, out of place. With a pie. In a uniform oh, and a truncheon. Yeah, well, he knows it. He knows it. Yeah. What a great idea. But people don't know him. No. I don't mean to be unkind to him, but it's a no, long they're time. they're going to see this boat with a truncheon. Yeah. You know, uniform. Yeah. and They're going to think twice about whatever they're up to. Can I suggest, though, the uniform has to have some rugby league elements, like maybe shorts and boots and <laughs> socks and then some sort of jumper, you know, or you know, I'm not opposed to the look that Laurie Nichols pioneered all those years ago of the singlet in the middle of winter. I don't know if anybody would remember Laurie Nichols. Yeah. Look, it's sort of got to have a bit of authority about it. No, it does. And the singlet does devalue it. I take that back. It does. Perhaps upstairs is the the blue shirt, the the, the cap. Downstairs is the shorts and the footy boots. Yeah. And the socks. Yeah, the socks, obviously. (laughs) And are you expecting, you know, things like the lads uh, who take this on, the lads and you know, members of the force who take this on, would have the body cam and the taser and the, and the, uh, the obviously they're not the baton. Yeah. You know, so as they could really give to, you know, miscreants. I mean, you'd get a lot of people, you know, signing up to have a go. 
hadn't thought of that. But you, well, they'd have to do a bit of taser training, though, wouldn't they? And yeah, they'd... about now, I'd get you right, you know. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, oh, well, they'd learn pretty quickly. Oh, they probably only need 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes. And with the spray stuff. Oh, mate, that was the spray, other thing that's easy, yeah, easy to do. Yeah. Well, you, you, you can do that just on Insta. You just got to make sure it's sprayed the way you don't spray yourself. <laughs> that would be <laughs> my true. fear. That's true. Um, look, I. Someone's I, suggesting Sergeant Craig Young and Bumper Farrell lead the way with combining well, policing and rugby league. Well, the trouble with Craig Young is I don't mean to be unkind, but his best you days, know, years, days ago. years ago. Years honestly. ago. I mean, years that's ago. the great thing about getting current players involved. You know, oh, look, you, you've got to current act- players. I don't know. But do you remember there, there used to be a, an annual photograph of all the police Connect. rugby league players? Oh, no, I missed that. There used to be a photograph of them all standing together in their uniform. They'd play for different clubs. Yeah, be located at different yeah. stations around the city. Well, that's or around right. Australia. That's right, yeah. Ciro was a copper. I know. I know. I know. Oh, I'm not, you're I'm just not, not seeing it anymore. No. But is that what they were getting back to? A picture of all the rugby league players who are ticketed? Yes. In the, what are we calling this what force? What are we calling the force? I don't know. I mean. I don't know. It'll have Post to have a Postcode police. Yeah. And are we able to get these. Streetwalkers or the. Well, you know, let's call them streetwalkers street for the time being. Streetwalkers for the time being, can we'll get work on this during the week? Now, are we able to get these people to bust people and get them into court, into the legal system, and then go to jail? You know, if, if let's say they busted a car, I'm not sure how much you get for busting a car these days. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would I would have thought there'd be different rules. Ah, they'd have a roving commission, and uh, would dole out justice as they see fit. Isn't it, isn't that what we what well, we'd be doing here? What they call? What do they call that? They call that uh, rough justice. Yeah, that'll do. Rough justice, and and no need to go before a hanging oh, judge. No, 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 no. This goes no further. We end this here. It's you, me, Batten. End <laughs> or, of story. Or Bat if it's Madge. <laughs> yes. If it's, you know, Wing Commander Bat Madge. <laughs> well, I, mm. I just wonder how this is going to work. Mm. I mean, I do take your point is time is of the essence here. And yeah. I'm not talking about getting it together tomorrow, which I'd like to see, but people have to put in the hours. Yeah. You'll never get it under control unless you're there. People will know, oh, Junior Paolo, what's he? He's actually playing. <laughs> I think he's playing tonight for Parramatta. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Playing tonight for Parramatta. We can do anything we like because Paolo's playing. Do you know what I mean? Criminals aren't stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That's the flaw in the plan, isn't it? <laughs> That's the flaw in the plan. Mm. But the but, rest of the time, like tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, he could be yeah. back on the beat unless he's injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. people there. Could I the... suggest, you know, uh, we get flag players involved? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a good idea. And are, are these people... Because flag, flag players aren't going to muck about. No, they're not. They're it's not. Very, especially if you give them a truncheon. Give them a truncheon and a uniform. Especially with the writing <laughs> instruction, just fix it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and on that uh, cheery note, we leave uh, bludging on the blind side for another week and uh, policing is our go, purity is our go, rugby league is our code. If you want to catch up with all that we've done in the past two hours, there's the podcast. In the meantime, bludge on, blindsiders. See you next week.
You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app. I'm Patrick Stack and the only thing I find hard about Roy and HG is that it ends each week. If, like me, there's a sports-shaped hole in your life after listening to the boys, then check out ABC Sport Daily. Each episode we cover one story in depth in less than 15 minutes. Oh, gosh. From the Tour de France. To support an Australian, which is most unusual for a French team to back an Australian to the book. To the Matildas. That was just a trick of the light, and our expectations haven't really caught up with the reality of what the Matildas are when it comes to international football. Cricket. You don't want to be known as the player that lost the Ashes. And rugby league. They've got to walk into the Queensland Origin Temple and tear everything down. Where your daily sports conversation, ABC. Sport Daily.